I would like to present unto you not only then our very own first lady here in your life. So somebody ought to praise him. Yes. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, let me invite your attention to 1 Peter, the 4th chapter and the 12th verse. 1 Peter, the 4th chapter, the 12th verse. your hearing beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you father we do thank you for this moment this time this space to stand before your people so noble and so great we thank you, O oh God, for the word of life that you have given unto us that we may be able to live by it. We praise you on this very day because truly you have been better to us than we could ever be to ourselves. And for that, we do say thank you. We pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Suffering is not a strange thing. It's a God thing. So think it not strange when you start going through. Think it not strange. But it does seem strange. That a cup of water should be wrung out on the saints. While sinners walk on the sunny side of the fence. Strange to find some of the sweetest and noblest and kind and forbearing children of God racked with agony. If it's not one thing, it's another thing. Amen. If it's not another thing, it's the same thing. Amen. Some are dying of cancer, beset with poverty, misunderstanding, disappointment, and hatred. And then at the same self time, it would be strange if it were not so. It would be a strange thing if God couldn't test us. If he couldn't try us. If he couldn't prove us. 
it would be strange. Psalms 119 and 71 says that it was good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. That I may come to know what your real limitations are for concerning my life. It was good that I had to go through what I went through. It caused me to be able to seek after you more. Because when I found discomfort, yet I found comfort in you. Hallelujah. Amen. For an example, Job is perfect for the example of God allowing one of his saints to be tested by the devil. And most of the time we think that everything that happens to us that Satan jumped over top of God, flew him down, and kicked him to the curb, and did what he wanted to do to us. But there's nothing that a child of God goes through that God has not approved of. Amen. <laughs> so Job bore all his trials patiently, and he did not sin. Meaning he did not charge God for what he was going through. However, the reason of Job's testing is proof that Satan's ability to try us is limited by God's sovereign control. He said, oh, you can touch Job's stuff, but don't touch Job. Then he said, you can touch Job. But his soul is mine. In other words, God will allow us to go through suffering just to prove that we are his friend. Or oh, everybody's not going to be tested. Because everybody can't be trusted. Amen. Test is a form of trust. There was a product, Zenith, I don't know if it's still on the market. But it was stamped, it said, before the name goes on, the quality goes in. But yet we want to bear his name, but not bear the quality. However, no demon can test or afflict us with beyond what God has ordained. Amen. <laughs> God ordained certain sufferings to be in our lives just to show us really where we are. Just how much we love. You know, we holler, we love. I love the Lord. Lord Jesus is my friend. Hallelujah. Glory, mm. glory, 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 glory. I praise you, Jesus. But yet when he tests us, we walk off. The Bible declares that in all things we ought to give God thanks. Amen. But when we're going through and there's much more than we ever thought we would ever go through, we give God thanks in some things. Uh -huh. yes, yes. Uh -huh. But he declared that we ought to give God thanks in all things because you may not know what God is doing. Amen. You may not understand what God is allowing to take place or why it's taking place in your life. But he knows. Amen. 
All our trials work towards God's perfect purpose in our benefit. It works towards God's perfect benefit and our, I mean, excuse me, God, to, it works toward God's perfect purpose and to our benefit. Oh, you benefit from going through. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Say what? Yes, you benefit from going through. It's just like cooking the chicken, and if you don't poke it and see what's coming out of it, it can look done on the outside, but it's not done on the inside. So every now and then, God got to poke you, chicken. Amen. He has to allow something to run out of you to see if you're ready. So let us investigate the reasons which rob suffering of its strangeness. First of all, all believers face such trials when they let their light shine into darkness quick example. You sleep and it's dark and somebody come and turn the light on. Turn that light out! Just took you to a whole new different level of comfort. Just disturbed everything that you were resting in and here comes somebody with the bright light. As if they couldn't talk to you while you were in the dark. But here they come. Flip, flip. Here's the light and the first thing you do is cover your eyes because you don't want to see the light yet. But at the self same time, the light shows up. Amen. So when you begin to shine in the world, darkness is coming after you. Amen. The second thing, we must accept trials as part of the refining process that burns away impurities and prepares us to meet Christ. Oh, you think you're going to go meet Christ with your head? Yeah, head. Cop to the side. <laughs> Limping. <laughs> Strolling. God comes to correct us. No child likes correction. I haven't found one that enjoyed a beating. A timeout. A sit down. Pause, take a break, breathe. Not one child that I know of had found comfort in being separated from everybody else that's having a good time. Amen. And every now and then, God puts you on time out. And we get upset because God don't understand me. But yet he sent his son into this world to go through the same things we have gone through, but yet we say God doesn't understand me. Well, he's picking on me like he picked on everybody else. God's not interested in picking on you. He just want to straighten you up. The third is as gold is heated, impurities float to the top and can be skimmed off. But without the gold being burnt, you don't know how impure it is. The reason why the burning and the, the turning in the, in, the, in the heat is so that when it comes out, it will come out as pure gold. But any fraction of a fragment inside of that gold, it is 
titled as impure or not pure gold. So the reason why we do suffer is because God is after that thing that's keeping you from being in his presence. He's after that thing that's keeping you from being able to come and be with him fully. Because we can't willingly give that thing up. Because some of the things we have inside of us, we don't even know it's in there until we go through. I said in Sunday school this morning that you can have the Holy Ghost, but does the Holy Ghost have you? You hear me? I got the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost. But soon as the trial or test come, they cussing, going out drinking, partying, dancing, doing their thing. But you got the Holy Ghost. Yes, you can have the Holy Ghost. But does he have you? Have you yielded your will over to him that he may use you for the glory or direct you? Because the Bible says he comes to lead and guide us into all known truth. We don't want the truth for real. Tell me about it. Yeah, but don't allow it to be applied to my life. Why? Because it, it, it's hard. It's hard to live right. And Jesus. Yeah, I'll be, I be trying. I'll be, I be trying, God. You see, you know my heart. And the moment God declares the state and the condition of your heart that it's deceitfully wicked above all things, who can know it but him? We want to fall out with God. God, 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 you got the wrong one. Ah! How many times do we argue with God when he's showing us where we are? So he can't just tell you where you are. He got to show you yourself. Hallelujah. Our trials, struggles, and persecutions, they really refine and strengthen our faith. Making us useful to God. The problem is we don't want the persecution. I can't believe they talked about me, but how many people have you talked about? Right, right. I can't believe they sent me through this. I don't believe that. How many people you have sent through? See, it's okay as long as we do it to someone else. But the moment the table turns, Oh, we so righteous and holy and got it all together and never done anything wrong in our life. But God is about to show you who you really are and where you're going if you don't submit. So often we ask the question, why? Why me? Instead of asking why or why not me. Testing comes from our Heavenly Father. You can rest for sure of that. He works all things together for our good. If you ate every ingredient that's put into a cake, you would get a different taste. Eggs, butter, 
flour, the sugar, the vanilla flavor, bacon soda, bacon powder, whichever one, milk. Individually, they have a different taste. And if we eat one of the other too long, something's going to happen. But if we put it all together, if we let the bitter with the sweet, the sour, the sugar, the flour, the plainness, and when all those flavors come together, they're going to make a beautiful cake. Amen. Or if you use buttermilk, and I'm not particularly fond of buttermilk, but when you put it in a cake, my God, it snaps everything together. So what God is saying, I'm allowed the buttermilk, the salt, the sugar, the flour, the vanilla flavor, the eggs, all of this to come together so I can make something good out of you. But while it's going through the process, you can't see it. Because everything has a phase. You have to start beating the, the sugar and the, and, the, and the butter together first to start your cake. And you whip it so good, you whip it about 10 minutes if you got one of those stand-up uh, mixers. You whip it for about 10 minutes until it get real light and fluffy. You barely hear the sugar because you know it's about to take place. And after that, then you add one egg after another. Then you add in your vanilla flavor. Then you get your flour and your baking powder mixed together. And you first the dried and the wet, the dried and the wet. And that's the way life is. You get the dry, the wet, the wet, the dry. But when you start baking, the aroma does not smell individually. Amen. You do not smell the buttermilk. You do not smell the butter. You do not smell the flour, the sugar, the cake. I mean, the, uh, the, 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 the salt. You don't smell them as an individual. Amen. But those things combine together. And when it comes out and rests, if you let it rest, <laughs> I'm going to say like my auntie said, you got some kind of good cake. She says, some kind of good. <laughs> so, so this is why you go through so God can bake you. He want to see you rise above your circumstances. He allowed a bitter to mix with the sweet so you can come out sweet. Good for something. Tasting good. Got it together. Loving it. Other smeller, they want to come and be around you. The sweet aroma. A praise that's so detected by God that others come in and join you in your praise. Hallelujah. So God is after that sweet thing in you. That's been covered by bitterness and hurt, disappointment, frustration. But yet, he's willing to allow you to bake. And you send off the aroma that others know that God is good and we can bless him at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will exalt him in the earth. Hallelujah. I will lift him above me and all that I'm going through because I realize that the praises, when it goes up, it sends out an aroma throughout the land. Hallelujah. We are the children of God. We are called to be his kids. And every now and then, 
you're going to get blamed for something that you didn't do. It reminds me of Solomon and the two women who had a baby. One woman slept on her baby and it died. And the other one, then she switched babies and gave the lady the dead baby and took hers. So a test was being tested. Although the woman that baby was alive didn't do anything, but she was tested. And the test was to see who's the real mommy. And she went to Solomon and said, she told my baby, no, that's my baby. That, that, that. He said, okay, I, I'll settle it, I'll settle it. Put the baby down and cut it in half. Give one to the mother, one to the other. Took one to one mother, one to the other mother. And they said, it is written that the swordman came to slice the baby in half. The mother jumped and said, no, let him stay alive. Let him stay whole. In other words, if I can't watch him and nurture him, let me watch him grow by somebody else. And that's the same way God is allowing tests to try us to see if we're really his children. Is you is or is you ain't my baby? I need to know if you really love me. So in both the Old and New Testament, the words translated test, it simply means to prove by trial. The Lord is testing me. He's proving you by trial. Therefore, when God tests his children, his purpose is to prove that our faith is real. So many things you are going to encounter in this life, you're going to have so many things happen that are devastating and frustrating and disappointed, brings disappointment. And, and you sit back and you wonder, why would God allow this to happen to me? And I know I'm walking upright. It's because he wants to show the world that you love him. See, when you go through and you still can't quit, when you're being tested and tried and you just can't give up, and the enemy say, yeah, let's try this and let's try that, let's throw this and let's throw that, I bet you they give up on you. I says, no. I know their heart. Remember the scripture Jesus said, he knows his sheep and his sheep knows him. And they will not follow a stranger. Saints said they're going to follow somebody else if you test them in that area. You may become weak, but you will not succumb to Satan's trick because of a tragedy that was set in your life. You will stand on the word of God. You will begin to bless him. You will begin to tell him how much you love him. It's not a strange thing. It's a God thing. Now, might be testing and tried and, 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 and hurting and, and, and looking for an answer from God. And, and it looked like God won't speak. Just wait. Wait on him. Just know that if I wait on the Lord, he will renew my strength. I'm going to mount up with wings as an evil eagle. I'm going to run and not get weary. I'm going to walk and I will not faint. Hallelujah. 
realize when you really know that you are God's baby, that no trial will ever overcome your faith. Oh, yeah. Amen. Because you believe God does not mean you will not be tried. Uh -huh. And don't let anyone fool you or say negative words concerning your testing, your trial, is something you've done wrong. Because the first thing people tell you if, if your test or your trial is devastating, what the, the, you had to do something wrong. Or they ask you, what did you do to make God work up against you? Mm -hmm. Just fall in love with Jesus. <laughs> Just fall in love with him. And the moment you fall in love with him, I guarantee you, you will be tested. You will be tried. But you better not quit. Hallelujah. So we should respond to suffering with a new set of response. Mm -hmm. And confidence, perseverance, and courage. Mm -hmm. The first one we're going to talk about is confidence. What does it mean to have confidence? Having faith or belief that one will act in a right, proper, or effective way. Just because something's standing in your way doesn't mean you have to punch it. Okay. You don't have to drop kick everybody. <laughs> you don't have to throw people to the concrete and give them concrete burns. You don't have to do that. You have to stand by faith and courage knowing, and, excuse me, in confidence, knowing that God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. No weapon formed against me shall ever be able to prosper. And anybody decide to speak up against me in judgment day, I'll wait for that time to be able to judge them. Mm -hmm. Oh, you won't go through. So you have to have confidence. The testing or trials we undergo come in various ways. Mm -hmm. Becoming a believer will often require us, it will require us to move out of comfort zone yes. and into the unknown. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Talk about you going to walk by faith and you steady peeking. <laughs> and it don't look like you ain't going. But if you start walking by faith, you're going to go through various valleys. You're going to go up a little hill and slide back down to the valley. But you have to keep going because God promised that he was going to bless you and set you on high. you got to go through the process. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first thing we have to do in being confident, we have to be confident that know, and know that God's plans and directs of our lives are for the good. Oh, yes. Stuff he planned in the north. He made some plans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he made some plans for us to go through. Mm -hmm. Everybody talking about how, oh, I'm just so blessed. I'm blessed. You are blessed, believe it or not, if you are tested. <laughs> because not many people that go through a test in life can lose a child or lose something close and dear to them and still want to worship God. Hallelujah. The Bible said Job lost all ten of his children, not one week and next week, but all in the same day. And after he got word of losing the house, the children, the animals, he went prostrate before God. Because whatever you 
do daily, you will do in an emergency. Playing games when the emergency comes, you're going to look for checkout. Why? Because you played your way through your salvation. Mm -hmm. See, God knows how to keep you in his presence. Mm -hmm. That's if your heart is really leaning towards That's him. Right. That's right. Because everybody's not going in his presence. Because mm -hmm. soon as something happens, they're going to cuss God, your mother and your father and sister and brother and the kids too. I wish I was lying. <laughs> but that's what happens when you haven't yielded your heart unto God. Yeah. You might feel bad. I'm not going to say you won't feel bad or you feel some type of way. I'm not going to say that to you. You will, but you'll get it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Come on. Oh, you'll get it together. I'm not speaking from what somebody told me. I'm speaking in experience. Mm -hmm. When I lost my son in 2020 by somebody's, up, somebody's handgun, last time I held him, he was in my arm pressing. I felt like God cheated me. I felt like, yo, what's up? I'm righteous, but I'm not so righteous that I cannot go through. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I had to, I don't no, I couldn't believe it either. But I dare not cross my heart and hope to die. Meaning I dare not leave God and cross to the other side. If Satan tried to kill me when I was serving him, what do you think he's trying to do? Get me back so he can finish the deal. I don't think so. Jesus promised us troubles. He yeah, yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. John 6, 33. As long as you in this world, you're going to go through. Mm -hmm. Say what? <laughs> I thought I was going to have peaches cream and ice cream and walk on the yellow brick road and find my way home. Click my heels three times and there's no place like home. Well, he want to make sure you get home. Mm -hmm. That's why Dorothy met the lion, the tiger, and the scarecrow. Mm -hmm. She wasn't supposed to stay. The scarecrow scared her straight. The tin man, excuse me, the tin man had no brain, so he couldn't help her. I mean, he had no heart. Wait a minute. The scarecrow didn't have brains. Ten man needed some oil. He didn't have heart, and the lion didn't have heart. Courage. Yeah, the ten man didn't have a heart, and the lion didn't have courage. But she did. She didn't know it until she met him. She started thinking, well, when you can go with me, come and see the wolf. <laughs> He's going to get me home, and so you need a heart. Come on, you can go with me and get a heart. Meet somebody, you can go with me and get some courage. I'm going home. And all along was showing her really what was in her. You can't think your way out of trouble, but you can praise your way out. 
You got to have heart to go through. And you have to be have courage to be able to stand. Because people are going to say things against you while you're going through. To help you to fall. While you're leaning, they're going to make sure they remove the stick from you so you can fall. But they don't understand a just man falls seven times. But the Bible declares he gets up. Hallelujah. So even though it's hard to calculate sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes the trust, the things that you go through just doesn't add up. And I go, wait, wait a minute, when you and you just read that how the blessing's supposed to be for your children and, and children's children and something's missing. The table is set, but they can't sit there. God, 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 got something, something wrong. But no, he will test and try you to show you where you really are in him. Don't tell God you love him and he can't try you. Oh, how I love Jesus. He is my Savior. And when storms are rising, he is my shelter. Stop lying. Because you just ran off with the boogeyman. Leaning on him and he tripping you as you go. You ever seen somebody just abuse people? Yeah. You see the abuse, but they can't understand they being abused. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way in God. He woos you at the very beginning. Yeah. Before you ask the answer and the deliver, you're like, ooh, ooh, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. You learn to praise him in the things that he does. Then when you get older in him, because Isaiah the 58 chapter talks about how he woos you in your youth. Then he doesn't pay too much mind to you as you get older because you got out of shape. <laughs> you just don't look the same, baby. Things changing on you in front of my very eyes. So now you have to woo him. You have to get the attention of God. It's going to require you to fast, to pray, to seek him, to cry out unto him, wait for him to answer. Amen. Instead of him answering before you call, that was your new relationship. You know you had that good bobo? Bought you flowers even though you sneezed, found out you can't take me, bought you some candy. Some candy. Find out you ain't like all that chocolate with some ice cream. And now you looking like you ate ice cream cake and candy. And he like, um, um, I, um, oh yeah, you nice. Now you nice, but he was in love. I, I'm sorry, Mom. No, you're not. Did I just flip off? No. You used to open the door, now he tell you get in the trunk. <laughs> he couldn't wait to see you. Now he like, mm, I'll be there. Oh, I'm helping you out. I'm helping you out. Because, because that's the way it seems like God does us when after we get rooted and start getting grounded in his love, it, it looks like he doesn't love us. But the devil is a liar. He does love us. 
He wants you to show how much you love him now. Will you set aside a time to praise God, to worship him? Everything going crazy in your life and zoom, zoom, zoom. Will you pause, stop, and replay? Oh, help us in here, Holy Ghost. So God always provides his love and strength for us. Even when we can't feel it or see it, he's always providing his love. Things that you look back and say, Dad, that should have happened or that could have happened. Oh, my, this is the love of God. Because he will never stop loving you even if you crisscross. So God leads us towards a better future. Most comforting of all, we know that God will never allow us to be tested beyond what we are able to handle by his power. First mm -hmm. Corinthians, what, 10, 13? For there is no temptation that's taken you, but such as common to man. The things you're going through, somebody went through it before you got through it. And while, you, while they're going through it, they're healing and going through another thing that you might follow them and go through. But it's so funny how we feel like we're all alone by ourselves. And you say you would never leave me all save me. And yet you left me like this. He didn't leave you like that. He will never leave you. See, God is a God that cannot lie. He is not the son of man that he must repent. Once God says something, he has to be faithful to it. Oh, yes. That's the only time God is not considered sovereign, when he speaks. Because he has to do what he said. Oh, yes. Why are men dying? Because God told Adam in the very beginning in the garden, the day you disobey me, you shall die. In other words, you will not live again. You will not have an extended life. You will not live in eternity with me. You will die and poof is over. But Jesus came so that we could live. Yes, you're going to die physically, but spiritually you will live. Mm -hmm. And the life you live here is the life you die in, and that's the life you'll be raised up in. Some people think hell is a fragment of, of imagination. Hell ain't real. Well, let me tell you, hell is real, hell is hot, and hell ain't got no joy inside of it. Amen. Amen. And as they say in the song, I don't want to go to hell. No, oh no. You have to make up your mind. You have to preparation. How many of you bought a house? And upon buying a house, or if you're thinking about buying a house, you need some money saved up. You want to rent from somebody? You need some money saved up. You can't take your first paycheck and get the house, and then you don't know what to do with the second paycheck because you can't make it. Amen. You have to store up. Amen. The Bible tells us to count up the cost. Folk coming in, gee, I love you. As soon as they go through, they leaving. You didn't count the cost. Because somebody lied and told you when you come in the jail, everything's going to be all right. No, it's not. You're going to go through tonight. <laughs> You're going to be tested. Mm -hmm. You're going to be tried. Yeah. 
And those things make you determine whether you want to go forward or give up. In the world, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. I didn't go through that bad in the world. Keep living in the world. The thing about God, when you go through, he promised to keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. Sometimes it's hard to do that when you're going through. So take your eyes off of what you're going through and bless God. Because the moment you start to tell, start telling God thank you, the problem doesn't seem that bad. You can figure out what's trying, what's happening, what's taking place in your life. Because this is not of God, this is of Him. He wants to destroy me. He wants to break my relationship with God. You ever had a pre previous love? Yeah. <laughs> Him being in love with you. Remember, He started mistreating you. Found a new love. And because you found a new love, the old love don't want to let you go. Yeah. He know he was whooping you. You know he was chasing you down. He made you feel some type of way about yourself. You used to hold your head up, but when he come around, you drop it immediately because of what he said to you. So you moved on. You learned how to pick up and move on. And as soon as you move on, kick him old dirt bag. As they say, the son of a gun. <laughs> Baby, I just want to apologize to you. I can't get you out of my mind. What do you mean you can't get your knuckles off of me? Can't stop thinking about how you're going to beat me down. And most people go back to that. Because they don't realize there's a newness in life and you got to fight up against the wrongness, your old way of living. Because what you used to live like, it was killing you. Slow death. Taking you out of your character. Make you think less of yourself when he called you to be worthy. You are wonderful and fearfully made, but your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion looking for you to devour you by any given moment. So you thought you was living it up and doing it. Found out life was doing you. Robbing you of your future, your success. The power that God already implanted inside of you, you forfeited just the dance. To drink, to smoke, to be a part of something that doesn't want you. Everything you do against your body is destroying you. It's taking time off of your life. The people you're socializing and associating yourself with, they don't care about you. Think about it. The moment you rest and you get some peace, here they call ring, ring, ring. We're going to the killer party. What? Oh, I don't want to go. Yes, you do. You want to go. Pressure you so till you say yes. <laughs> yes, you're talking right. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tearing down your confidence because remember, we're talking about confidence. You got to have confidence in God while you're going through. Yes. You can't walk up and say, look, this is it. I, I said, if one more thing happened in my life, I'm leaving. Well, where are you going? David said, if I go as far as the east from the west, thou art there. If I go high as the north from the south, hey, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're still there. 
Where can you go that God isn't with you? You don't want him to be with you in hell because he can't comfort you. He's just there because he's everywhere. But, I, you know, I'm, I, I feel like it's hell on earth. Well, I'm so glad you don't understand the real meaning of hell. Because if you feel like earth is hell, I'm coming to tell you the difference. It's burning, fire, forever burning, never, ever stopping. At least you can breathe and say, thank you. I'm so glad you called me. Well, you won't get a call in hell. Y'all got to help me. Amen. You have to because what I find out this generation want everything so pampered and be loving and kind and generous and don't say those things because they hurt people's feelings. How about waking up and smelling the coffee? You might not like coffee, but the fragrance will get your attention. But I'm saying this because this generation is crazy. Yes. It's lost. Yes. It's, it's running around with every and anything and calling it, I'm doing me. What in the world is me? I'm living it up. What are you living? Living up to go down? Amen. Come, come on. Yep. Amen. I'm, I'm being nice. True. I'm being very, very nice. Very true. I am. Very nice. But I like to tell the truth. The problem with this generation, they always coating something. You can't get plain popcorn anymore. Now you got to have cheese, caramel, hot, <laughs> barbecue. Can't have a plain bag of chip, barbecue, I mean popcorn. <laughs> but they taste better than that one. And that's what you look for better than that one in chips and things. But he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do the right thing. And these things, barbecue, plain cheese, and hot, they're going to be given unto you. Amen. But y'all want that stuff and don't want God. Wow. Without God, you can do nothing. Amen. Promise you, your confidence is shot without God. Most people think it's cool to be in sin. No, if the end result of sin is death, you will die that death and will never get out of it. Somebody tell the truth in here. Amen. Amen. I don't want to stand here and tell the truth by myself, but I will if I have to. Because I'm trying to show you a better way of living. I'm just going through. I see all the stuff y'all go through. I don't want to. You still going to go through. In the world, tribulations. In the world, trials, tribulations. But he told us to be of good cheer. Mm -hmm. Wow, he already overcame that. There are two positions in life. In order to be confident, you got to be confident in where you stand. Mm -hmm. You can be confident as a victim, and you can be confident, confident as the victor. Now, I knew that was coming as confidence in the victim. They, I knew they were going to set me up. I knew. That's because you're looking in the victim's aisle. Uh, uh, you're in the standpoint of a victim. But when you are in victory, oh, you know they're coming. But no weapon formed against me going to prosper. Amen. He will keep my mind in perfect peace as long as I keep it stayed on him. 
I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'm going to exalt him in the earth because the moment I exalt him, it's going to be a David, a Psalms 18 David experience. He's going to blow on my enemy. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. You realize that his grace is sufficient for us. Mm -hmm. And his power is made perfect in our weakness. Mm -hmm. It's when you realize, God, I can't do nothing without you. If you don't move on my behalf, I'm going to die here. Mm -hmm. But you got to realize that God allowed you to go to that place and through that place so he can show you you need me. Amen. That's all it is. You need, need me. The second thing is, oh, no, 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 no. 2 Corinthians 12 and 10 says, this is what, why Paul said, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in, in persecutions, in difficulties. So you wonder, why are you delighting in somebody insulting you? Because he was looking from the victory standpoint. Mm -hmm. He knew that whatever they said couldn't change his position with God. Mm -hmm. But the moment you see yourself as the victim, soon as somebody say one thing about your shoes, <laughs> you about to take them off and clock them. <laughs> Why? They had no business talking about my shoes. Oh, I know where you got your shoes from. And you looking around like, who cares if I got them from Payless? Who cares if I got them from Ross? Who cares if I went to Rainbow and bought the shoes? If they pay for them, then you mind them saying something. But when you see yourself in the victory port, they really say, I wish I would have got them first. But they trick you because you in the victim area. You in victim owl, victim owl number two. <laughs> you shopping in the victim owl. You on defense. Offended about everything they say. They don't even have to say anything. They look at you. You're ready to fight. But Jesus said, bless are those who are not offended in me. He went through some offensive things suffering for us. For someone to spit in your face, pull out your beard, crown you with thorns, ask king of kings, whip you all night long, that is offensive to someone who stood in direct power rebuking the devil, healing the sick, raising the dead, and yet you can't save yourself because God never intended for us to defend ourselves. He dispatched angels for that fight. That's why if you look like a wimp, you on the right side. That's why when people talk about you, go and cry, it's a good thing. Because every tear that you shed, he's bothering them up. And to every person that bothers you, that troubles you, he going to trouble them. So you got to let them talk about you. Uh-huh. Let them lie. Mm-hmm. Gay mystery. Uh-huh. And you can't think about how you're going to do them. You just got to say, God, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Hallelujah. Because at this very same time that you're in your weakness, he says, well, when I am weak, then I'm strong. 
You gotta learn how to defend yourself in this thing. You don't tell me, I'm, I'm tell you something. You tell me, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna do something. You tell me, I'm gonna take it. I'm take you down. You <laughs> can't go tit for tat in this thing. You gotta move to the victorious side and let them talk all that smack. They yang yang. They yang yang. And stand in victory, knowing God, I got you. Got me. You can't defend. You can't comment on everything. Amen. 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 big. I don't think they that big. Now you just started arguing because you don't think they that big. But they just said they were big. So now it's a conflict of interest. They think they big. Say, oh, okay. What else can you say? They not that big. Why are you talking like that about their feet anyway? None of your business. Let them talk. That's just the lure you in to become the victim. Remember, we are seated in heavenly places. You can't come down. You can't afford to come down. You coming down, you bowing to the, to the lesser God. You're coming in agreement with him instead of disagreeing and staying in your position. The second thing we must do is persevere. Perseverance is a continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. Despite difficulties, failures, or opposition. Continue. We persevere when facing grief, anger, sorrow, and pain. You must or you can express your grief. I don't want to tell God how I feel. So I'm going to tell you, I'm hiding. You can't help me. You can only give me an earthly advice. But if I go to God, he'll tell me there's no sorrow that earth has that heaven cannot heal. But you agree with you, you give me a band-aid when I need some stitches. You won't sew me up without cleaning me off. Because you won't give me what I want instead of what I need. That's the difference in God. He gives you what you need, and we don't want what he gives us because that's what we need. We need to have it wiped out. But I just want to go on with the next phase of life and let them sew it up. You're sewing up infection. Not only are you infected, but you're going to infect or affect others because you're still in pain. Yeah, so true. Am I making sense? Yes, yes. Because you want to go on in God. You don't want to stop. You don't want to give up. You don't want to fall out and faint. I can't take it. I just can't take it. Yes, you can. Because yes, he's making you better than you could ever imagine to be because you are suffering. We do not serve a high priest who is not in touch with the feelings of our infirmities. So whatever you're going through, he's feeling it. Question, where is Jesus? Huh? He's inside, he's inside of us. So everything you feel, he feels. It's just like being pregnant. Whatever you eat, the baby eats. Whatever you do, the baby do. You carry the baby in, in sorrow and sadness, guess what? The baby gonna come out crying all the time. Yeah. Ooh. What's that? Ooh. That's so true. 
Because you produce, you're producing what you are. That's why Jesus said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus, I'm gonna leave you my joy. I don't trust your joy. Your joy turns on and off. You get happy about the dumbest things. But I'm trying to tell you that the joy that I give you is going to remain. How do I get it stirred up and drop so low? Just start worshiping. Hallelujah. And just start thinking on the goodness of God. Oh, God, you kept me alive. You allowed me to stand in the land of the living. God, you allowed me to be blessed above measures. Oh, my goodness, you are awesome. And guess what? The joy bell started ringing in your soul. You were like, bling, 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 I got that joy. And why? Because God allowed you to have his joy, not temporarily, but permanently. Not just joy, but guess what? You got his peace. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of the storm, he's able to speak peace. You think he's talking to the storm? I'm talking to you that are raging on the inside. Peace. Hallelujah. 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 So we do express our grief. But we don't give into bitterness and hopelessness. David asks, why, soul, why are you cast down? Why are you looking at things from the victim standpoint? Uh, 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 hope thou in God. See, when you stop hoping in yourself and other people and put your hope and your trust in God, he won't fail you. He sent the, the, the disciples out. He said, go, go, go on out before me. He knew the storm was coming. So he walked the water while they were in the storm. And they were afraid. He said, be not afraid for it is I. What? Peter, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. Persevering. Keep going. He said, come. He didn't say, Peter, this is thou of the Lord, thy God. I loveth thee. I will keep thee and hold, uphold you. He said, one word, come. Peter got out the water and walked on something that he was supposed to sink in. I just want to tell you, the stuff that you're walking on, you're really supposed to go under. But because your eyes is on Jesus, you can't help but walk it out. And even if you get so close to him that you take your eyes off of him and start looking at the circumstances, you can holler out, look up, reach out and say, Lord, save me now. Mm -hmm. And my Bible declared that he saved him. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And they walk back to the boat together. You're going to realize you got to step out. Stop trying to be comfortable in God. I just want to pin out a name. He said, foxes have holes to go into. Birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. But I got to go through. Even when he came to the garden of Gethsemane, when he wanted to give up and he said, Father, remove this bitter cup from me. But after he realized and considered, nonetheless, not my will, but thy will be done. 
Not one time, three times he prayed that prayer and realized it's never going to be accomplished if I don't persevere. So our being tested results in spiritual maturity and completeness. This is why James wrote, consider it poor, pure, excuse me, consider it pure joy. My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, yeah, you, know, you can understand that one, but what? Yeah. Wait a minute. Don't wait. Keep going where you're supposed to go. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Just because they tried to stop Jesus from going to Jerusalem when he was trying to pass by Samaria didn't mean that he didn't have to. He had to go that way. He went another route. Sometimes you have to take detours, but don't forget your purpose and your place and your plan that God already set before you to do. Once he sets you to go to Jerusalem, I, oh, they won't let me go, God. I tried to go, but they won't let me go. And you know what his disciples said? Call the fire from heaven. Burn them up. Jesus said, you, wait a minute. You don't know what kingdom you're speaking from. He said, I didn't come to destroy anybody. That's not my mission. So they might stop us here, but it doesn't stop me from going where I need to go. Oh, bless you, bless you, bless you. So the testing of faith can come in small ways and daily irritations. I hear the season, oh my God, don't get them started today. Hey, leave them alone. Because they're irritating you. Well, they come in many small ways in daily irritation. They may also be severe afflictions and attacks from Satan. he says in Isaiah 48 and 10 behold I have refined thee mm -hmm. but not with silver I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction and when I used to read that I cried that ain't fair God I'm doing the right thing but something was hiding that I would have never known if I didn't go through the furnace He's going to allow you to go through. He said, I, I, none shall see God but the righteous. Mm -hmm. Only but the righteous. See, you can be righteous in word, but not in deed. Yeah. And by you being righteous in word and not in deed, you only got the word of righteous, word righteous. Mm -hmm. But what God is saying, I'm not after that. I'm after the impurities in your heart. Mm -hmm. I'm after the thing that if I come after you full force, will you break it off? Mm -hmm. Will you call it quits? Or will you continue to pursue me? Job said he, he couldn't behold him. He said, I couldn't see. I couldn't find him nowhere. Mm -hmm. I looked in front. He wasn't there. I looked to the left. He, I couldn't behold him. I looked to the right. Mm -hmm. He wasn't there. But what did he do? Sometimes you just got to stand still and mark time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to wait for God to show up. That's right. You got to wait for him to show out. You just got to stand it, oh, bless, oh, sing praises unto the Lord. For he is good and he is worthy of every praise. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. Glory to God. While I'm standing still, going through having tests, having trials, but I refuse to move. The children of Israel told, told Joshua, told him, he said, we're, we're, we're not going if the Lord's not with us. 
That's what Moses said. He said, we can't cross over unless the Lord be with us. Then we had to, oh, we can go now, we can go now. You just discouraged the whole flock. Tell them what was over there, what was against us, instead of saying the the greater things that was for us and ready and positioned for us to take. Mm -hmm. Ah, the grapes so big. We I, we had some grapes that y'all see these grapes lately? They real yeah. big. I call them Joshua and Caleb grapes. <laughs> so that's what they saw in the promised land. Oh my, so ooh, they big, but they were good. I I I, I was scared to taste them. I don't know, oh God, but they were good. And, and, and once eating them, I said, oh, they so good. So, so this is what God was saying. Y'all looking at the bad or how big something is. I'm saying this is what I prepare for you. Bigger and better things in your natural and your spiritual life. But you're not ready for it because you're content at being small. So whatever the source of the testing, it is to our benefit to undergo the trials that God allows. You benefit from suffering. Well, where's my money? <laughs> if that's all you after, then that's okay. He gonna give you more your money. <laughs> but if you after a better relationship with God, He'll give you that and money. Just stay true to God. Amen. The third and final thing is courage, mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. The mental or moral strength to venture, to keep going forward, mm -hmm. to keep going, don't give up, yeah, I'm going to go all the way, persevere, and with, withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Mm -hmm. So we are courageous because with Jesus as our brother and savior, we need not to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Everything you're going through, he went through. They lied on me, God. I can't believe it. They lied on him too. Yeah. Oh, they punched me in the face. They punched him in the face too. Spit in his face. Pulled out his beard. Slapped. Even got a sweet kiss to be betrayed. He who suffered for us will not abandon us. Jesus carries us through everything. Not so everything you're going through it. Oh, I think I can make it. No, I can't make it. I can't. He's carrying you. Why you can't make it? He's carrying you. He's just waiting for you to say thank you. So if we must be carried to get to our next level, he will do it for us. Hallelujah. Isaiah 46, 3 and 4 says, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob. And all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he. And even to whore hairs, meaning gray hair, will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. He's carrying you. I don't know how I made it. The song is that my soul looks back and wonder how I made it over. When you look back, at, oh my God, it was you. I should have lost my mind. I should have been dead. I sh it should have been. I should have been counted out. I should have been given over. But no, you carried me. You didn't get where you are today by walking or crawling. He was carrying you. You are his baby. 
care how old you get, you are God's baby. You should always come to the place of leaning on him. Like my daughter used to say when she lived, pay me up, I want you, I want you, pay me up. That's where God comes in. He don't say, no, go sit down somewhere. I'm tired of picking you up. No, he carries you. And it's not like he can't carry you anymore. He understands your weaknesses. The thing that gets the best of you, he understands those things. Why? Because he knows that even when you are tried, i got to carry you. Mm -hmm. Even the word of God in Revelation, it talks about how he said, I know your strength. Mm -hmm. How you were fainted, how you wanted to give up, but you held on to the word. See, God's looking for somebody to hold on to what he said. That's right. I don't care what it looks like. Stop looking at it from the defeated area and look right. at it in the victorious way. Oh, he's going to do this thing. Sometimes you got to make that announcement to your soul because it gets quiet. It holds its head down and makes you feel like you ain't going to do nothing and nothing good going to happen to you or for you. But you got to tell your soul, I'm going to look unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. Watch this. He won't suffer your foot to be moved. Watch this. Psalms 85. I got to. It wasn't in my notes, but it's in my spirit. Number eight, 85 and eight. He said, I will hear what God, the Lord, will speak. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. He already knows where you are mm -hmm. and what you're doing. Amen. But guess what? He, he wants you not to go back into your mess because you're going through. Because he's testing you. I can't believe you allowing this to happen to me. He said, yes, I am. Because I don't want you to go back into your mess. Amen. But that wasn't the scripture. It's 66 Psalm and 9. It says, oh, let me go to 8. Oh, bless our God, ye people. And make the voice of his praise to be heard. Which holdeth our soul in life. Mm -hmm. When I read that, I said, oh, so regardless of what I'm going through, you hold my soul in life. Even when I feel like giving up, he's still holding on to my soul. Not in death, but life. And suffering not our feet to be moved. So why are you moving? He holds you to life. 
So why are you jumping out? I ain't never seen a, a plant jump from pot to pot to pot. And yet he talks about us being like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That whatsoever we do, it shall prosper. Our leaves shall not wither. Talks about that. Then he tells us, you're going to be planted like a palm tree. Just as high as that palm tree is, it's just as low as it is in the dirt. That's why the baby can't be, it can bend, but it can't break. So he's letting us know, you can't be broken. It's your choice. You choose by default. When you move or remove yourself from the presence of God because you're going through, you die by default. So Isaiah 46, 3 and 4, he says, hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, mm -hmm. which are born by me from the belly. I, I just hate to say that. He's born by you from the belly. In other words, he knows what you like and don't like. He carried you as like a woman carries that baby. She knows what to give him and he you. And she knows what to give him, huh? So, because not only do he hurt, you hurt. Or she hurt, you hurt. Because they're going to kick you a certain way. Like, I don't want that. Don't do that again. <laughs> but but he, 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 we were born in his belly, which are carried from the womb. He carried us in the womb. In other words, he nurtured us. He already knows you. Remember the scripture? He said, I know them that are mine. And they that are mine know me. You already know him. I didn't know what to do, but he gonna keep you. Amen. You a good one. You're a keeper. He delights in you. He loves you. He doesn't want anything bad to happen, but in order to get in his presence, he gotta allow some things to stir up. So stir up the gift that's in you. As the eagle stirs her nest, you know why she stirs it? So after a while, boo y'all, there's, there's too many of us in here. You got to go. Make your own way. So what she does, she tests them. Say, okay, big floppy. <laughs> Mama going to do something that she never did before. She going to push you out the nest. So when she push them out the nest, he go, oh, what to do, what to do? She said, flap your hands, baby. Flap those wings. I promise you, you'll fly. And if they don't get it on the first try, she doesn't let them go boom. She swoops right up under, let them fall on her, and take them back. Say, not ready, not now. Okay, I'll just But Floppy, you getting kind of big around this joint. <laughs> first time you were scared, second time, we're going to see what you can do. Throws them out the nest again. Floppy go, oh, I bet you better start flopping. Realize, oh, 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 And she sweeps down and pick him up again. The floppy, you're getting real big now. It's time to go. Mama done cleaned you, plucked your feather, done fed you, we and got your food. You're hungry. You gotta go get your own food, floppy. <laughs> I'm breaking yokes, sending you out. 
Try it again on the third time. Floppy said, I got it, I got it, I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, I got it. Floppy start getting his own food. Floppy, now you got to make your own mess. Can't teach you that. It's in you. Some things we're looking for people to teach us, and it's already in us. The Holy Ghost is your teacher. He leads and guides you. You leaning on people. Lean on Jesus, the Holy Ghost. He will take you where you need to go. You will soar. Amen. Amen. You might make a couple of mistakes, but you will understand. I heard your voice. Yes. He does speak to you. Yes. You just have to listen. Mm -hmm. He does tell you what you can and can't do. You have to adhere. Amen. But because you don't, poof. And in my conclusion, Isaiah 66 and 9, coming out of the NCV, the new century version. It says in the same way, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. So whatever you're going through, he will not allow the pain to stop you. He will not allow what you're going through. In fact, the stuff he allowing to, help, to, to, to fight you or to, to, to look like it's getting the best of you is for you to prepare to move. Yes. I remember uh, the police academy, uh, they, they, they were going, he was falling down the steps. He was like, that didn't hurt, that didn't hurt, that didn't hurt. And the woman, the woman, the police officer stepped on his hand. She said, ah, that hurts. So you got to realize everything you're going through is not designed to destroy you. It may hurt you, but it won't destroy you. It's not for you to continue to test the falling down the steps, but it is for you to fight up against the will of the enemy and stand on solid ground. The problem is that you're not standing with God. Standing alone. And you cannot make it alone. So something it will, will not allow the pain that he calls you to have to stop you from producing. He said, if I cause you pain, I will not stop you from giving birth to your new nation. Says your God. So wherever you are, what you're going through, it's not a permission to quit. Mm -hmm. You don't have God's permission to give up. Amen. You have to stand. He said, after you have done all you could do, stand. Mm -hmm. He told us to get dressed, put the helmet of salvation on, the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt about with truth, your feet shot in the preparation of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and then he told you to stand. You're going to be tested and tried. But you have to stand on the promises of God. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. Don't fall out. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. Don't justify why you're down. Mm -hmm. Get up. Stand. Know that you are already victorious. You are an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And he will not fail you. Regardless of what you're faced with. Regardless of what you're going through. God will not give up on you. So don't give up on God. May Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you for that message. Amen. A lot of times we don't realize that our suffering...